Josh Pick is the Chief Investment Advisor with Aptus Wealth Management, a state-registered investment advisory firm. This program is sponsored by Aptus Wealth Management. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell financial vehicles. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals to see if any ideas expressed would fit their specific situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Securities can fluctuate and when redeemed may be more or less than when originally invested. Welcome to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. Every week, Josh will teach you ways to help manage, risk, and protect your retirement income in the new economy. The primary focus at Aptus Wealth is to provide flexible planning strategies that can efficiently achieve your long-term retirement goals. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We know you have a lot of choices out there, so we really appreciate you taking the time to spend time with us today. Want to let you know that you can join Josh every Monday for Money Mondays with Bruce Hooley right here on 98.9 The Answer every Monday at 12.30 p.m. And you can always find the recording at aptuswealth.com, which is Josh's website, and to schedule an appointment to go through the Aptus Blueprint process, Josh's number is 614-364-7300. That is 614-364-7300. Zero, zero. Josh, where does outliving one's savings rank among the top concerns that people have when it comes to their retirement? I would say it would rank very, very, very high. Um, I, I've read, you know, statistics, you got to kind of look at them with a grain of salt. But I've heard that uh, retirees' greatest concerns outside of health is outliving their money. So I would say if it's one of your greatest concerns in the top three, at least top five, it's pretty high on the list. So high, in fact, that um, there's been enough pressure placed on retirement plan providers like 401ks, et cetera, that I firmly believe that over the next uh, 12 to 24 months, you'll start to see the majority of large 401ks offering a lifetime annuity option as a payout benefit in retirement. And remember, a lifetime annuity option is really just as it sounds. That means that you'll receive an income for the rest of your life, no matter how long you live. I think there's some concerns with that, particularly in light of current interest rate environments that we're, that we're living in today. And that coupled with the level of inflation that it looks like we're going to see for the foreseeable future. I wouldn't necessarily recommend too many people selecting that option today, but the mere fact that it's that the regulators have received enough pressure from retirees that they want to make sure they cannot live their money, that we're starting to see options put into 401ks that will ensure that they don't. Um, I think the real concern here is just that. Uh, I want to make sure that I don't outlive my money, but I want to also prepare for inflation. And inflation is that silent killer, again, that uh, simply states that things today are going to cost a lot less than they are in the future. If you think about the price of a stamp or the price of cars, price of gasoline over the last 20, 30 years, uh, they've gone up tremendously. And if you compare that to the average retirement, somebody retiring at age 65 is going to have at least a decade, uh, maybe not, maybe if not a decade, two decades, or sometimes I have clients still alive well into their 90s, uh, we could have a 25-year retirement. And when you think about 25 years, even at a 3% inflation rate, money doubles. And Social Security just announced that the inflation rate for Social Security next year is going to be 5.9%. So let's say double the rate that I just said, which would mean you would need twice as much money every 12 years or so at that level of inflation. So I think, you know, the paramount question then is, how do I prepare for it? What do I do? And big shocker for this show, but the, the answer is planning. 
taking a, a solid inventory of what you have, understanding what you're going to need, developing an income plan that takes into account uh, risk, volatility in the market, taxes, which is a huge concern for most of my clients today, knowing that the government is spending this overwhelming amount of money developing new programs, tax codes look like they're going to change. Uh, simply, they have to change to have any attempt at trying to fund a lot of the programs that we're coming up with. So how do I safeguard and protect my retirement income against the erosion of taxes and inflation? And how do I make sure that if I live a really long time, which is a great problem to have, uh, a long, healthy retirement, but how do I make sure that I still have enough money when I'm 85 to exist and live the same way that I am today? So I think it's a huge concern. It's something that can be handled but you better have a, a solid plan in place that handles all those things coupled with health care and contingencies, et cetera. It's a, it's a tough process, but it's handleable, if that's a word. And you take everyone through the Aptus Blueprint process that calls your office. Let's, let's explain to, to our new listeners what a little bit about that process. Yeah, so the process is just that. I think there's a lot of quote-unquote financial planners out there that are, are simply just you know investing your assets and, and taking a fee off your assets, when in reality... And the term financial planning or income planning, which is what everybody should be doing in retirement, has to have a process that takes into account all the things we just talked about. So our process is four steps. Step number one, uh, we call it the discovery phase. We simply want to find out what you've been doing up to this point and what your individual goals are. Then in meeting number two, we're not going to tell you what you should do. We're just going to tell you if your arrow is going to hit the target or not. Uh, if you continue to do what you're doing, invest the way that you're investing, what are some things that could get in the way of your retirement? How impactful would volatility taxes and inflation, for example, affect your portfolio? Or what if one of the uh, one spouse were to pass away? Will that derail the plan? And then in meeting number three, we call it our blueprint meeting. Uh, we'll give you the answers to all of those uh, contingency problems that we may have uncovered. How can we effectively bulletproof your retirement as much as possible and minimize the impact of all those eroding factors. And then through this process, what we're really determining is, is our uh, system, is our personality a good fit for you? And in that meeting, the implementation meeting, we decide whether or not we want to move forward. Because of course, if we're talking about a 25-year retirement, this is a very long-term relationship. The more time we spend in the beginning, the better. To schedule your own planning session and to learn new strategies to manage risk, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. You're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. And Josh, when it comes to outliving your money, as we've been talking about, are medical expenses one of the most underestimated costs for retirees? I think so. You know, the typical senior couple today will need close to $300,000 for the remainder of their life to cover out of out of pocket, you know, healthcare spending. Now there's ways obviously to minimize and mitigate that, but unfortunately too many people when they reach retirement feel like Medicare alone will be the solve to their problem in the way of healthcare. And to go through how that process works a little bit so you understand a little better, uh, Medicare has a lot of parts and pieces. Medicare Part A is essentially your hospitalization covered. If you're retired over the age of 65 and you go to the hospital, it's going to be covered by Medicare Part A. Nobody pays anything for that. Everybody just gets it. Medicare Part B is your uh, doctor's visits. So that is a tiered cost. Everybody has to have it unless you're still working and covered by an employer plan. Everybody has to have it once they turn age 65. For most people, that cost will be around 150 bucks a month, but it is tiered based upon the amount of income that you make. And then Part D is your prescription drug. 
And while everybody must have it, if you don't get it in a, uh, the timely fashion that you're required to, there is a penalty for the rest of your life for not getting it on time. So very critical that you get it when you should. But that can range in cost from you know 10 or $15 a month up to many multiples of that based upon uh, you do have some selection or choice there on uh, what drugs you're taking and what makes the most sense. But then many people should get, or all people should get, some form of what used to be called a Medigap plan because Medicare does, in fact, have gaps or, uh, let's say, coinsurances. If you're used to the old 80-20 plans that you might have through your employer, uh, Medicare is very similar to that in that they cover some but not all of your expenses. So what used to be called Medigap plans filled those gaps to some capacity. They're now called Medicare supplements or Medicare Advantage, and I'll contrast between the two in a second, but what they're doing is for a cost, of course, above and beyond normal Medicare, you are filling that gap to as little or as much as you'd like to, the top end of that being basically filling all of it and never having to worry about out-of-pocket expenses, or at least the lion's share of out-of-pocket expenses, which can be helpful for people who are in retirement because now it's a predictable cost. As long as I pay my monthly premium, I know that nothing's really going to take me by surprise. The difference between Medicare supplements and Medicare Advantage is Medicare Advantage is an HMO and Medicare supplements are a, uh, a PPO. So depending upon how much flexibility you want or whether your doctors are a network matters. Um, so you can select and pick what you want. Now, I tell you all of that by also telling that most people don't uh, unfortunately get these supplements and that's where these uh, exorbitant costs, you know, $300,000 for a couple come into play. We have not even begun to discuss the cost of potentially long-term care. And unfortunately, the statistics are in. There's basically a coin flip chance that everybody that's listening and, and, and myself and you, Diane, are at some point in our lives going to need some form or fashion of long-term care or home health care. That cost can be even more exorbitant. Now, I don't say all of these things to scare or shock anybody, but it's important that, and this illustrates the point that we always talk about, and that is the more you plan today, the better off you'll be tomorrow. I, I think, what is it, a, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound to cure. And this is no different. There are ways to accommodate for uh, these exorbitant costs through the purchasing of different insurance plans. And there's also ways that you can save today that will help you down the line. A health savings account might be a great option for you, which is also kind of a backdoor way of saving additional funds for retirement. But again, the takeaway here is understand what your choices are, understand what you can do, and then act upon them. And don't just let these things take you by surprise because they can be incredibly costly. And let's talk about long-term care. I am shocked at how much that can cost per year. Yeah, I mean, you can, in many instances, be talking about a six-figure per year amount. Uh, I think uh, last I checked, the cost in Ohio is between six dollars and $7,000 a month for a traditional long-term care facility. Now, if you want to stay in your home, which I would be, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who wouldn't elect to stay at home if they had the option, that cost can go up from there. So if you, you know, if you don't have a plan in place, that can really sneak up on you. Now, there's a bunch of ways that you can skin that cat. Uh, one way is simply buying insurance, but then there's a myriad of different types of insurances that you can purchase, some of which can be incredibly costly and quite frankly, cost prohibitive for most. Others can take a chunk out of that cost. And then usually the best answer is coupling some form of long-term care hybrid insurance policy with some trust work via an attorney. And essentially what you're doing there is you're shielding 
as many of your assets as you possibly can against the costs of long-term care, but then at the same time, buying yourself time, flexibility, peace of mind, et cetera, through the coupling of your income and one of these long-term care policies. And if this sounds incredibly confusing, trust me, you're not alone. It can be confusing, but usually that appointment in our office will only take about a half an hour to lay out what are your choices in your situation, what makes the most sense, how costly will that be, um, and is it cost prohibitive or does it make sense? So ultimately what we're trying to do is look at everybody's individual situation and say, for you and your position, these are the steps, parts, and pieces that you need to do. And if, if that involves a trust or uh, legal work in any, any way, uh, we obviously have a, a tremendous amount of connections there. We can point you in the right direction and make that as cost effective as possible. And if you have questions or you would like to schedule an appointment to go through the Aptus blueprint process with Josh, the Aptus office number is 614-364-7300. That is 614-364-7300. And just a reminder, you can join Josh as he talks retirement with Bruce Hooley every Monday at 1230 p.m. right here on 98.9 The Answer. The recording is at aptuswealth.com. We'll have more with Josh Pick when we come back. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. 7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your own planning session and to learn new strategies to manage risk, Give Josh a call. His phone number is 614-364-7300. That is 614-364-7300. Josh, we've talked about early retirement and even very late retirement, but what about those that are hitting the exact age to retire? Oh, the overachievers that want to be very specific, right? They want to hit yeah. the, exact, the exact age. Um, well, obviously, if, you, if you're prepared for early retirement, then you're probably prepared for the exact age of retirement if that's past early retirement. But I think, you know, what it really points to, if you want to have a very specific date, X day, the longer out you are from that day, uh, the better because you have more time to plan. But the closer you get to it, you need to take advantage of catch up options, etc. Assuming that you're a little behind the eight ball. Now, hopefully, You've been saving adequately all the way along, all along the way, and it's a matter of just kind of calculating a few things and, and making sure you're on track. But for those of you who, for whatever reason, you know, one that I've heard very recently here that seems to be very prominent, um, I've had two appointments today, as a matter of fact, um, uh, or calls today, where people are saying that their employers have told them that if they don't get vaccinated by a certain date, then they're, they're fired. Now, this isn't a conversation to bring up about whether or not vaccines are appropriate or not, but some people are deciding that they're close enough to retirement and they're not comfortable with the vaccination process or whatever it is, and they're going to they're gonna take the train and walk out. So that means that their date has just been set for them. 
And when that date is set, whether it's set for you or you decided to set it, it's important to put pen to paper. It's important to really start making sure everything is perfect. So step one, let's conduct a financial inventory. Let's find out, you know, again, just like our process, let's find out through a discovery of where are you, and then let's analyze where you are and are you on target. If you're not exactly on target or if there are ways to make improvements, then obviously we need to do everything in our power to do that. Some ways that we can catch up. Well, you can take advantage of catch-up contributions in your 401k plan or your 403b plan based upon your age. You can use an HSA or a health savings account to start to prepare for both the costs of health care but also get a tax deduction today. And in the event that you don't use those funds for health care, they can actually be used for some of your retirement expense. So, again, another way to put away some pre-tax money to be used for health care or other reasons and putting away that pre-tax money, thus lessening your tax burden, may afford you the opportunity of also maximizing some of those catch-up contributions in your 401k. Um, but we also need to think about some other things, like although your hand uh, may have been forced or you want to retire exactly at age, let's say, 64, well, what about health care? Because if I'm 64, I'm not yet eligible for Medicare, which is a lot of times one of the huge barriers to entry of early retirement based upon your situation is health care. And what would the cost of my health care be before I each reach that magic age of 65 where I'm eligible for Medicare? So what are we going to do about that? And then also things like Social Security. Just because you're retiring at 63, 64, 67 really doesn't matter the age. Is that the appropriate time for you and your situation to file for Social Security? It may make sense and oftentimes does to file for Social Security a year or two later than when you actually retire, which means uh, we have to take into account whether or not you have enough assets to do that. It may be a cash flow issue or it may be tax planning or it may simply be I want to get the most out of Social Security and based upon what I think my family's history of longevity is and the way that my health looks, I can get the most out of Social Security in my lifetime by waiting or uh, I'm going to wait to collect Social Security to reduce my position in my IRAs a little bit because I know that uh, I think taxes are going to go up and the impact of minimum required distributions may create an unfavorable tax scenario for me. And that one's a little bit more complicated, but the concept is this. At some point, you've been kicking the can on taxes with your retirement plans for your entire life, your entire working career. At some point, the government's going to require that you start taking some money out of those retirement funds. That is called a minimum required distribution. It used to be you had to start those at age 70 and a half. Now it's 72. So at 72, great problem to have, but whether you want it or not, you have to start taking some money out of your IRAs and your 401ks, et cetera. So those monies go into your taxable income. Well, depending upon how much money you have there will determine how much money you have to take, and that could have a negative impact on your tax situation. So sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, it makes sense to actually postpone taking your Social Security a little bit, living off of your IRAs and 401ks uh, in, in its entirety for a couple of years to minimize the impact of minimum required distributions, which then in turn minimizes the amount of taxes that you pay on not only those, but your Social Security. So that may get a little muddled in translation there and maybe a little bit overcomplicated, but the takeaway is sometimes it doesn't make sense to take Social Security the year that you retire because of tax planning or income planning, et cetera. And then the other thing that you might want to, you know, really focus your energies on, particularly, you know, today, as every client I talk to is very concerned with, I would say the two biggest topics are 
taxes and inflation, you want to spend some time focusing on tax planning. And then you want to spend some time evaluating, is there a way, if I'm a little short, that I could do what's called a phased-out retirement? Very, very popular these days. Phased-out retirement simply means I'm not going to quit cold turkey. I'm going to work part-time for a little bit to supplement my income and kind of test run this retirement, but also get me away from a full-time job maybe earlier than I could by going cold turkey. So there's, uh, you know, I I covered a bunch of different thoughts here, but the the point is just because you want to retire at an exact time doesn't mean that you can't slow down before you pull the ripcord, but also make sure you've thoroughly, just like in any retirement, but thoroughly investigated absolutely everything before you walk in and say, I'm done, because it might be a lot harder to do a, to have a redo on that once you've actually pulled the, pulled the trigger on it. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your own planning session to learn new strategies to manage risk, give Josh a call. The number is 614-364-7300. That is 614-364-7300. So sticking with phased uh, out retirement, is, is this a wise course to pursue? And, and do you often see this? And I actually wanted to ask, what about the people that cannot afford to retire right now with the looming vaccinations? Yeah, I mean, that puts everybody in a difficult spot. It seems to me, and and I have full disclosure, I've done no research on this at all. I have no idea if this is what's happening. But everybody that I'm talking to that's companies are forcing vaccinations, it seems to be that they're governmental contractors to some capacity. Think healthcare companies, think companies that are handling governmental projects, they are being required to get vaccinated, regardless of position, by the way. So one of the people that I'm talking about works exclusively remotely in the IT area. So they actually have no interaction whatsoever with other people in the way of working uh, face-to-face. However, they're still being required to get vaccinated. So you're right. Uh, If you have the ability to walk away, um, then maybe it forces your hand, but really no harm, no foul. However, if you're 55 years old and had no intention of retiring, well, then that's a different challenge. But I think really, Diane, what you're asking me is the people that might be close, but not quite there. And that's really one of the huge impetuses, I think, of where phased retirement is going to become more popular. But also, um, phased retirement is already kind of rounding the turn. And the concept of phased retirement is typically with your own employer, meaning, hey, I'm going to retire, but I've built up, I've been with the company for 20 years. I'm a huge resource for uh, my subordinates or the company at large. You don't necessarily just want me to walk away because I still have a lot to give. That said, I don't want to keep working 40, 50, 60 hours a week. So I'm willing to cut back my hours, continue to provide to the company and help maybe train up my replacement, et cetera. Uh, Believe it or not, that's very, very common. About 15% of companies in the United States have kind of informal programs that allow for that. Almost 10% of companies in the United States have a formalized program. And that, that percentage is growing every single year. And as it becomes more and more difficult, I'm sure you hear on your end, Diane, I certainly do on mine, that the most difficult thing that most employers are having today is finding good, skilled people for the positions that they need. So I think that that concept of phased retirement is going to become more and more prevalent, uh, and you'll see more formal type of situations. The huge benefit, obviously, is if you're 63 and you want to retire, you might be able to work in, we were just talking about health insurance, you might be able to work in staying on the company health plan for the next year or two to get you over that hump until you reach Medicare, and still have some ancillary income that you weren't necessarily anticipating because you wanted to go earlier. Now, that brings me back, though. I kind of dodged the question a little bit, and I apologize for that. But 
you said, what about the people who are, their hand is being forced due to the vaccination? That's a really difficult spot. Fortunately, it's not nationwide yet. And fortunately, as much as we hear about unemployment, if you have a very significant you know, set of skills in your particular environment, then I don't think you'll have as much difficulty as you might think finding another job. So as there are, are other jobs available, hopefully you're able to reposition yourself somewhere else. But I certainly feel for those people, uh, you know, and their their right to choose is, is certainly there. But it looks like for a lot of Americans, the right to choose is going to um, be diminished quite a bit due to their company's decisions to work with the government. But I think this concept of phased retirement, hopping back to it, is a great way. You know, one of the things that I that I talk to clients about all the time is they say, you know, I really want to retire. I don't I don't want to keep working. But at the same time, I, I I'm terrified. And there's nothing that you can tell me that's going to make me feel any less terrified. We've gone through the numbers. I understand it, but I'm just one of those nervous Nelly kind of people. And I would feel a lot better if I just pulled back a little bit, continue to have income, and almost use it as like a test run. On top of that, I know as I do that, it's going to allow me to kick my Social Security a little bit. Uh, so I don't have to take that as, as, as early as I, I might have had to. And that will allow my Social Security to potentially build up to a, a, a higher dollar amount because I'll be older when I collect. And there's a myriad of reasons. You know, I don't have to take, um, I get to contribute to my 401k more. It just makes everything better. So if you are apprehensive and you have the option, it can be a great option to bo- to bolster your position. There's no negative uh, in almost every scenario that I can think of uh, to doing that. But it is something that you want to take a look at based upon your situation as it relates to Social Security, et cetera, because there are some very unique situations where it could be disadvantageous. So I say that with a with a slight caveat, but usually great option. What and then I guess people if they're forced to retire and have to and, and can't find something else, then they just have to look at reducing their expenses. Yeah, I mean then we get into reducing expenses, things that can be very helpful there is if you own your own home, uh looking at your home as a resource. So don't necessarily just throw your hands up in the air. There are other alternatives to drive income based upon some assets that you might not have thought of in the past. That could mean using a Heckam loan to generate income off of the equity in your loan in your home, or it could mean I had a client just recently, you know, we were able to uh, refinance their home and by refinancing their home, it lowered their monthly payment dramatically. And obviously everybody listening is saying, well, this isn't a great idea. You know, I, they only had 17 years left and now they have 30 years left. You're right. But sometimes cash flow is more important than asset base. So that enabled them the additional cash flow via the reduction in their payment to allow them to end up retiring when they would not have been able to at their old at their old payment. So don't throw your hands up in the air and say it's all it's all, you know, doomed, but we do have to look at it and say how can we increase cash flow, reduce expenses. All part of the planning process. Just give us an opportunity and we'll uh, we'll do the best we can. To schedule an appointment with Josh, his phone number is 614-364-7300. That is 614-364-7300. Zero, zero. More with Josh Pick when we come back. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. If you'd like to schedule your own planning session and if you'd like to learn new strategies to manage risk, 
Call Aptus at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh, you've mentioned the retirement buckets in the past. Can we take a deeper look into this tried and true retirement planning method? Yeah, so the theory behind the retirement buckets is simply how do you handle volatility and sequence of return risk? And sequence of return risk is something that's very rarely discussed but incredibly critical in retirement. And the reason that it's not discussed is it doesn't really benefit, uh, quite frankly, I'm gonna you know, kind of take a swing at my own industry, but in general, it doesn't benefit the industry. Meaning, uh, my industry is run by managing money for people and making money off of it. And the longer they keep the money in there, the better. That's pretty much it. That's the, that's the, that's the, the axiom of my industry. That said, um, there is a risk of sequence of returns that how do you make money or profitability off of discussing because it's, it's really just a concept that you need to handle. And the concept is this, the order in which the returns that you achieve, receive impact your income can mean the difference between you having plenty of money throughout retirement or going broke. For example, if you start off in retirement with a million dollars, and in the first three years, you get negative 20% rates of return, and you're taking money off of those investments, that can create a hole that's very difficult to grow out, to, to kind of come back out from. On the flip side of that, if in the first three years of your retirement, you get positive 20% rates of return, it becomes very, very difficult to go backwards. So the idea of sequence of return risk is you can have the same amount of money as somebody else in the time frame, and then the subsequent orders in which the returns you receive occur can make the difference, all the difference in the world. So the bucket approach, this, uh, you know, having different buckets of money, the purpose of that is to minimize the risk of sequence of returns because you end up creating buckets of short-term money, medium-term money, and long-term money, which conceptually we should all be used to. We all run our lives this way. We have our income. We have money allocated towards our immediate expenses off of that income. We create an emergency account for short-term emergencies. Uh, you know, the emergencies like uh, the roof, you know, needs repaired on the house, or we need a hot water heater. And then we have our midterm expenses, things like I'm saving for my kid's college, or I know I'm going to need a new car in a few years. And then we have our long-term budget, which is when I'm going to retire. Well, this is the exact same thing, but in generating retirement income. So we have our short-term money, meaning the money that we're gonna live off of for the next one to three years, one to five years. Uh, historically speaking, those buckets, that bucket would uh, consist things like uh, money market accounts, CDs, short-term bonds, things that have very low volatility, if any, that we can predict, it can be very predictable, and that will provide us the income that we need for that period of time. Bucket number two, is designed to replenish bucket number one after bucket number one runs out. So in three to five years, we have bucket number two earning a reasonably predictive, predictable rate of return, still less volatility than long-term stock market type stuff. Um, investments that typically go into that category would be uh, moderate allocations um, to include longer-term bonds, uh, fixed annuities, longer-term CDs, et cetera. And then in bucket number three, which is our, you know, let's call it 10 and beyond uh, term bucket, we have stocks, uh, real estate investment trusts, longer term type investments that have more volatility. And the concept here then is 
the volatility of the stock market does not impact us in the short run, which is where very really where it's risky, um, because we've allotted other assets to provide us the income in the interim. Now, I will say that that strategy has changed a little bit over time, uh, just because of interest rates, et cetera. But the concept remains: you want at, at least you know one, two, three, at least three buckets on average uh, of short-term, intermediate-term, and long-term investments. You're listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Peck. To schedule your own planning session and to learn new strategies to manage risk and talk about your buckets, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh, are some of these different buckets combining in recent years or months? I've heard of 401ks incorporating annuities and recently saw the news of an ETF linked to Bitcoin. Are the lines between investments getting blurred? A hundred percent they are. And I I think I kind of alluded to that, that that in the past, it was very easy to derive the income in bucket number one or your short-term bucket, even bucket number two, for that matter, with things like bonds, CDs, et cetera. Well, we're in the lowest interest rate environment in the history of the United States. So what does that mean? Well, bonds, for example, uh, are inversely proportional with interest rates. So if we're in the lowest interest rate environment in history, one could easily argue that uh, we're either going to stay the same or go up from here. Uh, there's a very low possibility compared to the other two of interest rates going any lower. And if they were, how much lower can they really go? So in that environment, if you hold bonds, you, you really have two options. Number one, I'm going to be rewarded for my playing this game for a long period of time by a very low interest rate, meaning I buy a five-year bond and or a 10-year bond, and I'm only receiving, you know, call it 2% over the next five or 10 years, which obviously is not going to match inflation when Social Security just announced that your inflation adjustment for next year is going to be just shy of 6%. So I don't want to have something earning 2% when inflation is running at 6 seems logical. But the flip side would be if I need to get out of that bond early and interest rates do go up, then I'm actually going to lose money, maybe even go negative. And if you look at the bond market year to date, for example, the uh, aggregate bond index is in fact negative year to date. So uh, anybody who thinks that bonds can't go negative, well, we have a very clear explanation that that is not true just in the year to date numbers for the bond market. So uh, that bucket one and bucket two Uh, starts to get blurred into maybe some other buckets, CDs falling into the same category. And then when we start talking about things like, I want to make sure that I match inflation, you had mentioned an ETF linked to Bitcoin. So we're starting to see some exposure again to things like Bitcoin, hard assets, commodities, think gold, silver, uh, you know, cotton, corn, these types of things to hedge against inflation, but aren't necessarily directly correlated with the stock market. Um, that starts to blur the lines together and starts to make things a little bit more difficult because Bitcoin, for example, albeit perhaps a great long-term investment, and it is described as a cash alternative, if you look at the volatility of it, it certainly isn't a cash, liquid, non-volatile alternative, considering Bitcoin over the last 12 months has gone from you know 20000 to 60000 uh, up and down in ranges of you know $10,000 increments over just a couple of weeks. So do you really want to rely upon your safe money to have that level of volatility? That's arguably, not arguably, that's more volatility than the stock market's experienced over the same time period. So we start to kind of mix and, and match and blend everything together. I think what people are really thinking about 
is I want to make sure that I can match inflation, but I also know that the stock market has been running up like a rocket ship, and I don't feel comfortable putting all my eggs in that basket. So what are some alternatives that I can still use to achieve this bucket strategy while at least combating inflation but adding predictability? Seems to be like the million-dollar question that is a very difficult thing to answer. And the answer is, we have to go back to asset classes that provide us upside potential, but minimize risk, if not eliminate downside risk altogether. So in bucket number one and bucket number two, we're seeing them combine together quite a bit with things like fixed indexed annuities. And fixed indexed annuities are simply this. They provide you some upside potential in the market with no downside risk, but almost always allow you uh, liquidity every single year for a period of time. And they can come in the form of, you know, five-year to 10-year windows. So think of a CD issued by an insurance company, but allows for liquidity and allows for more upside potential of the rate of return that you receive. So what ends up happening is rather than having bucket number one and bucket number two being bucket number one, a, a one to five year, one to three year strategy, and bucket number two being a five to 10 year strategy, you end up smashing those together, allowing for more guaranteed income, more guarantee of principal, while increasing the upside potential, which affords us the opportunity to be a little bit more aggressive in bucket number three and incorporate things like hard assets, incorporate things like uh, real estate, Bitcoin, et cetera, which gives us our best opportunity for an inflation hedge. So you're absolutely right. They're, they're combining together. It's going from, I, I just got done saying three buckets are, are almost critical, but really what we're seeing is the three buckets, but not what they used to be. Uh, bucket number one and number two are together. Bucket number three is the same. And then we almost have like a bucket number four that has these ancillary investments to try and give us the best option to hedge against inflation. Okay. And you go through this, through the Aptus blueprint process when you're, when you're taking clients for this. This is something you can all discuss with them then. Of course. Not only is the process about finding out what is best for you, and by best, I mean according to industry standards, according to taking into account uh, taxes, all the things that we've talked about today. But it's also very important throughout the process that you understand why we're doing what we're doing and you have a better idea of why decisions are being made. And that's so critical because, you know, there's only one thing that's worse than not investing in the stock market or not investing in some of these other asset classes to hedge against inflation. And that is investing in them and then selling them at the exact worst time. As a matter of fact, Warren Buffett talks oftentimes about the fact that certain people just should not be invested in the stock market because they don't have the uh, emotional temperament to be able to handle the swings. So part of the process is understanding why things do what they do, what cog in the wheel of your retirement plan are they, and why should you either be alarmed or not be alarmed, but don't panic for no reason. And that's part of the process. It's not just what to do, but why to do it. And through that's one of the reasons why we were very adamant about our four-step process, because through that, you will get that baseline of education and you will understand why we're doing it. And that really adds a tremendous amount of comfort level. I've seen it throughout the years, and it, it's something that's empowering and is constantly told to us that I'm so glad that we did this because I now have a lot more comfort 
about the next 10, 15, 25 years of my life. All right, let me give everyone Josh's number, the Aptus Wealth Management office number. So you can schedule your own personalized planning session. We call it the Aptus Blueprint process. The number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Josh's website is aptuswealth.com. Com. And you can join Josh every Monday at 1230 p.m. for Money Mondays with Bruce Hooley right here on 98.9 The Answer. More of the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick when we come back. We'll be back with more at the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick at 98.9 The Answer. To create a successful retirement plan in today's economy, it takes a customized, solutions-based approach. At Aptus Wealth Management, founder Josh Pick calls it the Aptus Blueprint, and it's focused on managing risk instead of chasing returns. If you're working with another advisor or simply want a second opinion, put his team to work for you. To schedule a complimentary consultation to learn more about the Aptus Blueprint process, contact Josh at 614-364-7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. There is no cost or obligation, but space is limited. To start your plan, call 614-364-7300. 7300 or visit aptuswealth.com. Thanks for listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show with Josh Pick. To schedule your complimentary customized planning session, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Welcome back to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Pick. Josh, a recent article in Kiplinger outlined 10 ways to reduce the impact of taxes before the end of the calendar year. I can run some of the list by you, but first... What do you think is the best way to reduce the slice that Uncle Sam takes from us? I think the big challenge, even before I answer the question, is the the concern is that the problem's going to get worse. Earlier uh, this week on Bruce Hooley's show, his big question to me was, you know, a lot of, well, there was a lot of questions, but they were all surrounding taxes. You know, the Secretary of the Treasury, Yellen, this past week said that they're looking at even potentially taxing unrealized capital gains on investments and trying to outline how they would even do it. They're talking about reducing the full benefit of certain Americans' contributions to 401k plans. They're talking about eliminating the step-up in basis on capital gains, raising the tax rate, reducing deductions. I mean, the the list just goes on. So, you know, when we're thinking about tax deductions, I think over the next five years, Tax planning, one could argue, may be as important as picking the right investments. So things that you could do this year. Well, I think, you know, one, making sure that you're maximizing all your pre-tax contributions um, and all of your contributions to things like Roth IRAs, et cetera. Uh, Your 401k Roth IRAs, they all have limits. And those limits are gone for some of them as of January 1 for this year. Some of them you can go all the way up to April 15th the following year. But for a lot of those, you have to get them in now. So start doing some planning as to uh, how much can I contribute. And then subsequently, are my withholdings in my paycheck set right? I don't want to be caught unknowing that uh, nobody likes, let me put it this way, nobody likes getting an $8,000 tax bill. You would much prefer to pay that over time over the next several paid periods. So The point is, start making sure right now that your withholdings are right and that you're contributing to your qualified plans to the level that you want to before the end of the year. Also, you can start to do some prepayment of things, meaning if you know that you're going to have some, you already have a decent amount of medical bills, 
Uh, and remember that you can you can deduct those as long as they exceed a certain percentage of your gross income, seven seven half percent of your gross income. But if you already know you're there, it may make sense to even prepay some things this year to get the full tax write off of those. Uh, other things that you could pre prepay things like tuition, uh, your mortgage payment, taxes on your, your mortgage payments. I mean, all sorts of stuff you can start thinking about prepaying. If you're going to donate to a charity, does it make sense to make a bigger contribution this year or kick the can and do 50-50 between this year and next year? The, the takeaway here is make sure that you're looking at your particular situation and does it make sense for me to double up this year as opposed to wait until next year? Uh, did I maximize my 529s? Uh, all these things go on. But what ends up happening, Diane, and why I think it's so important that we talk about maximizing or looking at things today is most people would agree that the tax situation probably isn't going to get better in coming years. And also what I see for the most part is people do great tax reporting at the end of the, you know, when it comes to tax time. But by the time tax time rolls around, that's all you're doing is reporting. The planning for the most part is now for the following year. And usually at that point, when you realize it, you get frustrated and you go, oh, I'll do it later. And then you end up repeating this process year over year because most of what I'm talking about has to be done by December 31st, but you don't look at actually completing your tax return until March, April. So there's two times you should look at your taxes, December and then again in March and April or April, whenever you end up doing your taxes. So make sure you're looking at every possible way that you can get a deduction Call your accountant, call us, and we'll walk through your situation and see how can we improve your, your position. But do it before December 31st or the ship has already sailed. And Josh's number for you to call is 614-364-7300. That is 614-364-7300. And Josh, let's talk about how closely you work with tax experts. Yeah, well, one, I mean, we had a tax practice for a, a number of years, I think eight years. We recently uh, sold that practice, mostly just because of our desire to make sure that we had as much time during tax season to do financial planning as we did every other time of the year. And, and as you can imagine, uh, tax time is vapor, very labor intensive. So we decided to take that off off property. So we work directly with accountants all over, uh, not just the city, but all over the country to make sure that we're coordinated. And that, that approach, um, not just with tax experts, but with legal experts is, is really critical. Making sure that you're all on the same page and you're working in conjunction or synergy as opposed to tugging against one another is really what develops a great plan. And uh, unfortunately, if you don't have that relationship, I've seen many times where uh, one, one professional is giving one piece of advice, the other professional is giving another piece of advice, and, and ultimately the client is worse off for that lack of coordination. So critical that we do that. We're more than willing to refer you out to people if you don't already have a professional in those categories, but important that, that you know how to speak the right talk and coordinate the right way, and we do it every day. This is the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Show with Josh Beck. To schedule your own planning session and to learn new strategies to manage risk, give Josh a call at 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. Zero, zero. Josh, while minimizing what Uncle Sam takes is smart, what are some ways we can make sure we're maximizing what we're taking from him via Social Security? There's a, a few ways. Way number one, and unfortunately, some of the way, those ways have been reduced, but they have not been eliminated. There were ways in the past, and I'm sure many people that are listening have heard of 
the old uh, file and suspend and file and restrict application and and taking advantage of spousal spousal type scenarios to maximize social security and and certainly some of those have gone away uh, there was large piece of legislature patched back in back in the the, the early teens of of the 2000s I think it was 2015 um, that really made it effective by 2016 and that ship has kind of sailed but there are still other ways that we can take advantage of the program as it exists today and by take advantage i don't mean manipulate i mean simply just use it to our advantage as best as possible and way number one is if you believe you're going to live a very long time past let's say the early 80s for many people uh, if you look at social security in a wind tunnel and you want to maximize the benefit you receive in pure dollars just simply waiting as long as possible to collect it is a great strategy so you can file for Social Security uh, as early as 62, assuming you're not widowed or, or a widower, in which case you can go even earlier than that. Or you can wait till you're 70. And for most people, the benefit between you know waiting from 62 to 70 is a huge percentage. The difference between age 62 and 66 in rough terms is about 25%, meaning you get 25% more at age 66 than you would have at 62. But then waiting from 66 to 70 is in rough terms about another 32%. So if you want to kind of think of this simply, it's about a 57% difference between 62 and 70. That's a huge dollar amount. The difference between $1,000 a month and uh, you know $1,570 a month is, is quite significant. And then if you extrapolate that over a really long period of time, it can make a monumental difference in cash flow and pure dollars received. Now, some people I know can't afford to do that, nor do they want to do that, nor do they have the longevity uh, where that would make sense, but that is one way where you can maximize Social Security. Um, the other way is making sure that your assets are allocated in a way, uh, tax-wise, to reduce the amount of tax that applies to your Social Security. Social Security is a very weird animal in the way that it's taxed. Uh, so your Social Security payment is actually taxed based upon your outside income. And I don't mean the tax rate. I mean the amount of it that's taxed at all. Meaning oftentimes we talk about our tax bracket. You know, I'm in the 12% bracket or I'm in the 22% bracket. But your social security, the amount of social security that is applied to that bracket is based upon your outside income. So in easy terms, if you're living purely off of social security, you're paying no income taxes on your social security at all. But if you have social security plus you're, you have another $50,000 a year pension or you're taking $50,000 out of your uh, IRA every year, well, up to 85% of your Social Security can then be taxable. So creating a plan that maximizes the amount that you keep, or we could look at it another way, minimizes the amount that is taxed, can be a huge benefit to you in the long run. The other thing is, whilst a lot of the spousal-type uh, strategies have gone away, it does not eliminate the fact that there are spousal benefits to Social Security. And those spousal benefits can be quite significant. For example, everyone in the United States, with the exception of people that are getting uh, their Social Security eliminated by the windfall elimination provision based upon another state or federal funded pension, so let's set them aside for a second, everyone is entitled to, if you're married, the greater of your Social Security or 50% of your spouse's Social Security while they're alive. However, when your spouse passes away, your, your benefit is the greater of yours or 100% of those. So when your spouse determined, uh, decides to take Social Security can impact your spousal benefit, not just when you're alive, but can even have a greater impact uh, upon their unfortunate passing. And that can be the, the difference between 
a surviving spouse being able to live out the remainder of their days financially secure or not having enough cash flow potentially. So it's important to take that into account. As with everything we talk about, Diane, the moral of the story here is do the planning before you decide to collect and don't collect based upon shooting from the hip or something you heard in an elevator or something that someone at your workplace told you is the best way to do it because everybody's situation is different. And what you elect to do can make a drastic difference in your situation for a long, long time to come. Again, an ounce of uh, prevention is worth a pound of cure. An ounce of planning is worth of a pound of regret, if you want to think of it that way. So make sure you do the planning ahead of time. Contact us. We'll help you walk through the process. And Josh's number is 614-364-7300. That's 614-364-7300. How many people do you find make that mistake of not having a financial planner? All too many. You know, and for many of them, it's it could be because they had a bad experience. I certainly hear a lot of that. You know, there's a lot of product salespeople out there that like to call themselves financial planners or financial professionals. And unfortunately, that's just the way of the world. Um, but then also for, for many they have a great basis of understanding and they understand, you know, maybe one piece of this, they, they understand uh, how they should be invested in the stock market or they understand taxes. But the, the true secret of the sauce is the coordination of all those elements. So not just understanding how to invest, but what tax qualification to invest under from where and when should I take income and how does that coordinate with all of my other pensions, social security, et cetera. And then how do I coordinate that with, you know, my estate plan. And what about contingencies? And what about, I mean, there's so many elements and pieces and puzzles to coordinate together that that is the difficult part. But unfortunately, I think it was Mark Twain that said, you know, there's nothing worse than somebody who doesn't know anything other than somebody that knows a little bit, but thinks they know everything. And I'm not picking on anybody, but sometimes uh, that can be even more dangerous uh, because you believe that you got it all figured out when in reality you forgot something drastic. So if nothing else, I highly recommend that everybody meets with a financial uh, professional in the income distribution category to get a second opinion. Maybe you realize you're 100% taken care of, and that's great. Nothing better than a second set of eyes, but it's worth the time to make sure that you're in good shape. It's worth an hour to protect 20 or 25 years. Josh's number is 614-364-7300. That is 614-364-7300. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Please join us again next week at the same time and same place. You've been listening to the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show with host Josh Pick. Josh helps guide his clients through retirement by managing risk instead of chasing returns. He calls it a blueprint, and you can get started at no cost or obligation. Give the team at Aptus Wealth a call today to schedule your consultation at 614-364-7300. That's 614 614- 364-7300 or online at aptuswealth.com. That's A-P-T-U-S wealth.com. To learn strategies to manage risk in the new economy, join us again next weekend right here at 98.9 The Answer. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company.